0: Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Brady Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Jack and Andre, film lords, to Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings. It's great to have you here as we do at about 10 past 10 on a Monday. We talk about film, cinema, what's on at the movies, what's good at the movies. And today we are giving away a whole heap of double passes.
1: We are. That's We're right, yeah. giving away a double passes to this South African film called High Fantasy, which is playing at the South African Film what Festival. Do you, what have
0: you guys read it on this film? What do you know about it?
1: Well, it's kind of this very cool, like it looks like very independent, low-budget film made by a young filmmaker about four people who go on a camping trip um, and then they body swap. Mm. But I think it's all about how it's like this white girl who takes her friends of colour to this like spot that's a farm essentially that's just empty and owned by, like was stolen by white farmers like back in the day. Mm. And it's
2: a film kind of about that with this kind of genre spin. Mm. I th- yeah, I love that political underpinning. I just saw it as like a skin shot on an iPhone sort of thing. It <laughs> feels like that for sure. Because it is shot on an iPhone. It's joining the recesses of insane uh, all these famous films being shot on iPhones. We better finish our iPhone movie, Jack, before it becomes kind of old school to shoot mm. on iPhones. Humble brag. <laughs> Humble brag. But yes, we have $6 passes to give away and we're excited to hear people's camping stories.
0: Yeah, Jack, you've got to- a a funny camping mishap?
2: I guess it was just like I
1: was just thinking about this time in high school when I first got my peas and my friend Jacko and I went to like the family beach house to break in and sleep there for one night and get really drunk but the family was there, so we had to, like, U-turn and go to a national park and sleep, like, sitting up, getting really drunk and, like, terrified that we we're
2: going to get wolf Creek all night. <laughs> my camping story <laughs> involves driving as well. It's just that my parents and my sister drove to a camping site once for a nice little bushwalk. My sister and I were such shits in the car. The parents were like, we're going to leave you here. And we we're like, no, you're not. And they did <laughs> for a full hour. And my sister and I were like, is this real? <laughs> and then an hour later, we stayed in the same spot. And then an hour later, they came back and they, like, get back in the car. And we are like, whoa, that was brutal. And we love it. That's so mad, man very mad men.
0: you can text in your camping mishaps to 0409 945 945 and the first six supporters who text in their camping mishaps uh, will win a double pass to go see that south african film high fantasy movie news Now let's start with the Oscars. What's been happening?
1: So I guess the weirdly and problematically titled Best Foreign Language Film is going to be changed this year at the next year's Oscars. We're already talking about next year's Oscars. To it's kind
0: of saying that uh, l- languages other than English are foreign languages. Are foreign, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and that is English is like a default...
1: But then it's also, like, I guess it is in America, but America is now a pluralistic
2: country. Like, we
0: and can't also, be saying this.
2: no offence, Hollywood isn't even the biggest film industry in the world. I mean... Uh, Bollywood.
1: Bollywood's getting there. When's and also, Bollywood film ever been nominated? Right, so
0: what are they changing the name to?
2: <laughs> They're
1: changing it to Best International Film after Alfonso Cuaron's winning speech for Roma at the Oscars this year for Best Foreign Language Film famously, like, answered it in Spanish and said that this language isn't really foreign to him. So, my Take question that, now... Oscar. Mm. My question now is what this means for Australian films.
0: Mm. Are, are we international films? I guess
1: we are international films.
0: Uh, oh, I feel so exotic. I know, I
1: feel, so I feel excited yeah. to maybe be participating and see our films up there.
2: Speaking of uh, things ending at the Oscars, uh, John Singleton has passed away. He was famously the youngest person to ever be nominated for Best Director at the Oscars. He was the first African-American man to be nominated for a Best Director Oscar. And he directed Boys in the Hood and he died April 29th, age 51. So young. He basically transformed the way Black Lives were portrayed on screen in Hollywood and he also set up the careers of basically like Ice Cube and Kobe Bryant and so many people hello, hello 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 and also went on to have an illustrious career afterwards making films and TV
1: and like he just he just made a new show for FX like 2 years ago so there's like and he was doing American Crime Story like he was working up until the end and fully totally. yeah. There's a new Shaft coming out. And he was, it's like, 20- sad
2: that he probably maybe didn't see it. He was 24 when he got nominated for Best Director, which is, in, which is cuckoo insano to me. Cuckoo insano.
0: Rest in peace, film lord John Singleton. Now, Jack and Andre, can you explain to me what the hell is going on with the Obamas? Are they making a movie? Is someone making a movie about them?
1: No, they've got, like, a Beyoncé-level, like, Netflix deal where they're doing, like, a slate of movies and documentaries and they're all kind of, like... I don't know, they're, they're all... Woke and, like, mm. social justice here and...
2: Politically motivated, maybe. Yeah. Rise, the- rising people up, getting them heard, unknown stories, that kind of thing. I can, I can smell a podcast on the way as I well. I can smell tears. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Me is, too.
0: Is, is Obama still in politics? Uh, Barack Obama, that is?
1: No, but after seeing Fahrenheit 11.9 and seeing his handling of the Flint, like, water oh, crisis, I it's like... I... It's gut-wrenching,
2: I know.
0: I thought he was cool. Me too.
2: <laughs> that changed everything for me. But let me just say, Michelle Obama, author, writer, artist, uh, model... She'll take it from here, I think. Becoming. There we go.
0: Now let's uh, let's go to Sarah Silverman now. Uh, one of. Hollywood's crudest comedians. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> truly, okay, mom. Truly,
2: truly, <laughs> Famous actress, well-known for her role in Wreck-It Ralph. Her 2010 memoir, The Bedwetter Stories of Courage, Redemption and Pea, is officially being turned into a play. Not just a play, a musical, which is a play with singing. Wait, wait, and wait, wait. Andre trying to appeal to his girlfriends? <laughs> her, her life is being turned into her a memoir. So her she memoir. Wrote a, so, nine years ago, she wrote a memoir about her rise to fame and the comedy scene and now it's being put to the stage with lyrics and singing. That's what a musical is, right? It's
1: called The Bedwetter, but I mean, that just shows her age, because bedwetting's no longer edgy. It's more no. about shitting your pants these <laughs> days. No. <laughs> it's not about
2: shitting your pants in your bed.
0: <laughs> now, have either of you read the be- uh, read the memoir of Selva- Sarah Silverman?
2: Oh, I've watched every single second of Sarah Silverman's comedy, but not read her autobiography. is sad? Mm. Oh my God. No, well,
1: we'll get back. We'll read it this
2: week. It's we'll because, because it that title says to me, I don't think P is edgy, so yeah, I, I don't know. think I'm drawn to this. And uh, she is edgy. She is edgy. Especially when she's being serious.
0: We want to hear your camping mishaps. Text them in to 0409-945-945. Coming up at the end of Movies, 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 we have a double pass giveaway to go see High Fantasy. When we come back to reviews, knock down the house and Three Faces will be reviewed by Film Lords Jack and Andre. You're on mornings, FBI 94.5. This is movies, movies, movies. Can't breathe. Clarissa May with Can't Breathe. Before it candy gave you feel you're listening to movies, movies, movies on mornings. And it is time for this. One, One. no, no, no. Two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews.
3: Two reviews.
0: Two Two reviews. And which film lord will be going first for two reviews today?
2: That'll be me. I'm going first today.
0: Entree. That we have in our district, we ourselves can fix. I get scared of the cynicism from people really believing in something and then it not working out. Reviewing Knock Down the House.
2: That's right. One day, American politics, y'all. It's fascinating enough. Hello, Alice and Janney. But a documentary dedicated to four women who fought the male establishment for a place in Congress proves exciting and devastating, and it's on Netflix much like a song by The Killers. Knock Down the House is full of catharsis and empowers, like Beyoncé's Homecoming, another expensive Netflix documentary purchase about women discovering their purpose. What this shows, y'all, is Netflix is vying to beat Viceland, a biggest load of watchable documentaries yet, and that, honestly, we're all hungry for the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez BTS. Jack, high-five me. No one could predict this glorious future, especially not filmmaker Rachel Lears, the first person who cared about a nobody bartender at Flats Fix in New York City who became the, the youngest serving woman in the United States Congress. If what I'm saying doesn't mean anything to you, then I don't know what to say, watch Rachel Maddow, read Vulture, I don't know. The four women who changed US history are Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, Amy Villalia, Corey Bush, Paula Jean Swearengen. Knock down the house didn't knock you out, Jack. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We are crying on the couch. It's a cry... With a glass of white. It's a cry joker. It's a cry
1: joker, a tear. I don't know, hammerer.
2: A cry joker and, like, bawling as opposed to just, like, a light sniffle. A light tear, like, stoic tear. Mm. Yeah, and absolutely. I
0: first heard about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in Fahrenheit 11.9. Yeah. And I was just like, this is the future of the world. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like... She's literally going to change the world. Totally, actually, she just uh, she's blessed and not a mess. And you see her be vulnerable. Like everyone's going to write about Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's vulnerability and how you see her wondering if she can do it up against this guy who doesn't even live live in the district. Mm-hmm. And she's obviously on the ground fighting for people's rights. But the one that really knocked me out was the woman who lived in West Virginia in a mining community because it felt really. I don't know, it felt really connected to what we're going through with this election in Australia where there's, like, an entire mountain gone. She can't get audiences because she's in such a remote location and she's watching what's happening to the town. She's showing, like, mining isn't actually providing jobs. It's poisoning our water. And the people who are living in these communities, like, it's so hard for them to get their voice out. And she doesn't get in. And, like... What makes this film so powerful is all the women who don't get into Congress. That's
2: true, that's true. It's actually um, in that the woman that you're talking about, there's a sequence in the film where she's just driving down a main street in her town and she's just pointing to houses saying, Woman who lives there has cancer, man who lives there has cancer, uncle who lives there has cancer, person over there has diabetes, person over there has lung. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah. So,
0: what would you give knock down the house in a word? Knockout.
2: Well, there, I said it knockout. Knock
0: out. Jack?
1: Oh, yeah, absolute knockout. I think we're both saying knockout. <laughs> knockout.
0: That's a double in a word from both Jack and Andre. Knockout for knock down the house. And Jack, you're going to be reviewing three faces. Let's take a listen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that little clip. Did we use that clip because the film's in Persian and <laughs> <laughs> and, and you yeah <laughs> we couldn't <go and> locate <laughs> I locate like
1: look. I don't want to underestimate the amount of Persian speaking listeners we have, but uh, or I it's not the majority, or Turkish.
0: Now I think I've heard about this film, Three Faces. Yeah, the guys in in house arrest or something.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He he's um, under like a twenty year filmmaking ban, and this play, film played at the Sydney Film Festival, so there was a lot of talk about it at that time. Last year. Let's hear the review. Okay. Well, as per usual, the Iranian new wave is the antidote to American patriotism, except maybe this week, because the two films we're talking about have a similar theme, which is like, what happens when communities passively accept patriarchal rule? Three Faces is a totally modern film starring its director, the infamously imprisoned left wing Jafar Panahi, alongside Benaz Jafari, who plays herself on an urgent and emotional mission to find out if a girl from like this Twin Peaks mountain village who sent her a suicide tape is okay. Panahi is under a 20-year filmmaking ban, so this film, snuck out to Khan last year, feels like a confidential miracle. Some of it's shot on iPhone or in long, continuous unfolding takes. There are whole idiosyncratic sequences that feel like memes that would never happen on a real film production. One scene where this, like, pretty villainous but simple old guy gives Benaz his son's foreskin to give to a famous actor is both hilarious and, like, deeply unsettling. And it's emblematic of how pathetic some old man's grip on power can be, especially when contrasted with the people suffering and suicidal underneath this, like, smiling, scomo-righteousness. Andre, I know it took me so long to decolonize myself from rainy New York movies and get on board with Iranian cinema and, uh, you know, I stand Kiristami, but, like, Mm. I'm finally there for this. This is a date night film and... Will you take me on a date to Three Faces?
2: Totally, it's a day-night film, and I think also the good thing about this film is that it's not too Kiristami. So for those who don't know, Abbas Kiristami is just the biggest poetic Iranian film director, and the man who directed this was he's kind of like understudy. But this film is way more playful and, and modern, and modern and, and plays and with the form, accessible, and yeah. it's dramatic in a good way, and it just has cool exchanges. It's, and
1: it's terrifying. It's like they go on this unsettling road trip through dirt roads to a really, really like far-out village that's like feels like it's back in time for them even as well and they don't speak the same language and everyone's kind of watching them and being quite polite but also like it never feels fully safe and Mm. You just sort of see how the women have to look after themselves in this society that's ruled by like superstition.
2: And I maintain that uh, the filmmaker Jafar Panahi has the best Khan submission method. He had to sneak his film on a USB out of the country in a birthday cake. And he wasn't
1: allowed to go. And he won best screenplay. And he wasn't allowed to attend. He wasn't. He's not allowed to re- leave Iran.
0: There you go. I mean, I'm, I'm sure making films from the confines of your own house is a has a lot of struggles.
1: Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, this in one's time. out on the road, but his,
2: and I wonder, you know, he, was he being I... what kind of scrutiny is he under? Is I don't know anymore, actually. So, I want
1: to. I can't wait to Wikipedia that later. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Okay, exciting. so
0: three faces <laughs> in a word. Rebel well, heart. <laughs> the
1: hills have eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is movies, movies, movies. You you just heard two reviews, and you can find those reviews and all the reviews that Jack and Andre have ever done here on movies, movies, movies on their Instagram at movies underscore movies underscore movies. Underscore up next is Sydney Spotlight, where we are giving away six double passes to the Sydney South African Film Festival movie High Fantasy. And all you have to do to win is be a supporter and text in a camping mishap, a funny story from a time in a tent, 0409 945 945. Jack, you've brought in a South African artist for us to have listened to today.
1: Mm-hmm. This is Mendoza. This will really get you ready to go out on your Monday morning.
3: Oh I turn back to number I got I'm the back the check I'm go
0: Mendoza on movies, movies, movies. Nicola Cartha, you're listening to movies, movies, movies here on FI 94.5 Morning. Whoops, and we are about to uh, find out what's happening around town. What's happening? Movies, yeah, Sydney. Movies, movies. Sydney Spotlight.
2: And it is the South African Film Festival 2019 which is happening from May 9th to the 19th, the 10 days of South African cinema. Uh, there are some beautiful films that are showing. There's an LGBT musical, and as you know, Jack, I'm trying my hardest to get into musicals. And the LGBT community. And also LGBT community, and also <laughs> high fantasy, which we've been spooking all show, which is super exciting, I think.
0: Yeah, I had a little look at the trailer last night, and it definitely looks like the kind of movie I'd enjoy.
2: It feels like there's lots to talk about.
0: Shot on an iPhone, four mm. friends, go out camping, swim what bodies and race relations are dealt with through that body swapping mm-hmm. uh, process. Yeah.
2: The log line reads creating a workshop film with truly diverse perspectives while shooting entirely with an iPhone 7. I mean it just sounds like a fabulous... Uh, it sounds like what I wish Australian cinema was doing to be honest. Completely. Yeah. And being screened at Bondi Junction. So the Booty J is showing these films and uh, that's where all rate Australian cinema goes. Does it? Uh, tickets are $21 <laughs> all round unless you want one of our six double passes guys. Get in texting texting. Yes
0: we've been asking you to text. Text in your camping mishaps to 0409 945 945. And although we have received a lot of hilarious ones, we can only give out prizes on the station to FBI supporters. So if you want to have one of these tickets and you're a supporter, text in a camping mishap. If you want to become a supporter, sign up so you can win prizes, help us stay independent and support the station. Go to fbiradio.com slash support. Congratulations to Sharon and Liz, who have already won double passes to go see High Fantasy. Amazing! Oh my God. What
2: Enjoy. were their stories again? Can someone give me like a yeah, well, absolutely in, in a word? About uh, their-
0: <laughs> Sharon in a word, um, shit pit. <laughs> 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 and Liz in a word, uh, dog. N- and I nearly froze to death. <laughs>
1: Low key, I never finished camping. The Lena Dunham oh, show.
0: Jack, I was literally about to say, I was about to say to you,
2: Brady. Jack and I have to talk about a film camping, yeah. which is camping by Lena Dunham, which and also we the finish.
1: original one. Julia Davis, which is impossible. If anyone can f- tell me how I can find Julia Davis' original BBC series, Camping, it's
2: by the woman who did, like, *90 mm. Night. Those, oh, my for God. For those who don't know, Dunham is the first female director of all time, and not, she oh. had a show called Camping. Stand by Agnes Varda.
1: And,
0: <laughs> and weren't you saying that the Met Gala is themed camp? This camp oh, this year. Okay. Based on the
1: 1964 essay by Susan Sontag, Rules of Camp. Okay, I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I can't wait to see who gets it wrong, who gets it right. What think, is camp anymore? Do camp you think has changed. Some in people 64? come
0: in, in camping gear.
1: Okay, that would be really camp. Actually camping. That would make Susan Sontag roll in her grave. So many people are just gonna like come as like divine and think that they nailed camp. But like I think the sort of boundaries of what is and what isn't camp has
2: shifted. Andre, dare I say your camp. Great insight, Jaja. <laughs> Thank you, Jacques. No, I am camp. And uh, to be honest, you know what I would wear to the Met Gala this year? What would you? A tent. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. Camping tent. <laughs> we'll just go in ski gear. Ski gear. Um, we also
1: just wanted to say, like, if you're hosting an event or a screening or a movie night in your living room with pods, let us know because we'd rather advertise that than corporate pyramid scheme film festivals. We really <laughs> want to have you on the show. We love reaching out. We love finding out. like I've just been to really amazing screenings at Canop a gallery in Camperdown. And also like even the art gallery like, has just been doing Neon Gods, which just wrapped up and showed some amazing films. There's cool film stuff happening. Please let us know. Please let
0: us know. You can text in always 0409 945 945. 945. I'm so
2: sorry. I have one last camping story and it's perfect. And, oh yeah, it's, and it's still related. So I volunteered <laughs> at Splendour when I was young. Hello. And I snuck into the Splendour offices and I found their Wi-Fi password. Spent the first three nights by myself in my tent on my computer watching full seasons of Weeds by myself on my computer while I was camping. <laughs> Everyone else was out having fun, going to go into the festival. I was in a tent by myself. A single tent. Watching Weeds. Watching Weeds. <laughs> Fabulous Mary Louise Parker vehicle. Oh. So sad. <laughs> You're such a corny Barnett. I am.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Jack and Andre, for coming in today. You can find more of Movies, Movies, Movies on the podcast. Just have a look on our website or type that into your podcast app. I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.